0: Welcome to the Grow People podcast. Uh, that is Pastor Jason, lead pastor of Revolution Church. My name is David Stein. I am the campus pastor at the Canton location at Revolution. This is the Grow People podcast, and the purpose of the Grow People podcast is to? Grow people. Grow people. That's there a lot of go. peas. It is. It is. Great alliteration. I can't even talk. Alliteration. Thank you very much. That's a great way to start out the podcast, but uh, <laughs> holidays are here. Just in case you uh, were wondering, uh, I'm sure y'all listening have uh, some incredible family traditions. Um, so we th- we thought it would be fun to start out with Gerda's family traditions, Gerda's holiday family traditions. Uh, is there something that you you do every year? Is there somewhere you go? Uh, what, what's what's Thanksgiving? What does Christmas look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, like most families, we we do some things, and uh, I would say first, in in our opinion, and this is definitely not right, uh, especially when it comes to some people's thoughts. But November first starts the Christmas season, really, for us. And so, to me, uh, once Halloween is over, in fact, I heard somebody today say that they put up Christmas decorations on October first, and I'm like, that's it's a little early. That's a little early, and how yeah. it was confusing to people that were coming over. To trick or treat, but after COVID, uh,
0: I think all bets are off. you can, you can do whatever you want, whatever you need for your self care. Yeah, is good
1: within biblical limits. Yes. Yeah. Put a qualifier <laughs> on that. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, Pastor David, said I can do whatever I needed. Um, so first, I would say, like, it kind of starts for us because this is our favorite time of year. So we start earlier, maybe than some people, um, and that's just because we enjoy this, mm-hmm. and so we just decorated our house. Uh, in fact, we would have decorated it right after, uh, but we were out of town. And so we always try to decorate pretty early, put up all the Christmas mm-hmm. decorations and stuff. Um, because to me, Thanksgiving and Christmas really kind of go together. Like, I know there's kind of two distinct decorations. Other people think like after Thanksgiving, then they put up the Christmas decorations. And so they have pumpkins and all that other stuff yeah. during Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is fine. Again, to me, I just think the biggest celebrate or the biggest tradition people need to have is they do something like celebrate something mm-hmm. i think it's important this time of year to slow down as much as you can but we almost always do the opposite yep. speed up uh be with family mm-hmm. and so we try to again we try to decorate early I always go deer hunting over thanksgiving so one of our weird traditions that people uh Lindsay and i always have to help people understand like our marriage is fine like we still love each other but Um, I will go back to actually Arkansas, which is where my dad is originally from, and his family lives there, and go deer hunting with him. And Lindsay has gone with me before Mm -hmm. during that time, but that's not really her deal. Mm -hmm. And so for the vast majority of our marriage, her and I don't spend Thanksgiving together. Oh, Um, oh,
0: so the actual Thanksgiving day. The actual
1: Thanksgiving day. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times we don't spend that together because I'll be deer hunting with my family. Sure. And then... Towards the end of that, you know, Friday or Saturday of that week, we, Lindsay will come together, you know, and, but we're not actually together on the day. So uh, a lot of times she'll come to Texas, we'll meet up with the rest of her family, have Thanksgiving, then Mm -hmm. meet up with the rest of my dad's family and have Thanksgiving. So, I mean, we eat a meal together, but it's Mm -hmm. just not like on Thanksgiving day. Okay. uh, Just because of all the other family obligations and stuff.
0: Will you hunt all day and miss the Cowboys game? Oh, heck no. I definitely miss the Cowboys game. No, that
1: is a Thanksgiving staple, man. I mean, even in the years where we've been horrible. Um, So no, I'll hunt in the morning, come back, which is a pretty normal routine. Uh, Hunting, you know, get up early, go out and hunt, come back in, eat lunch, take a nap, uh, then go back out, you know, for the evening hunt. So that's pretty normal. Um, And normally Texas plays on Friday. And so Uh, which that hasn't been fun to watch in the last decade. No, not at all. Um, Which is good because I get to take my aggression out, you know, (laughs) riding four-wheelers, being in the woods, hunting. So that's part of that. And then part of our other tradition um, is just revolving around church. You know, we always do a lot of Christmas gatherings. And so we try to – keep it about Christ in that way, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and celebrate with the church, serve the church. But then afterwards take, we always take a a weekend off in our church. And so we always rest Mm -hmm. after that and try to really slow down and enjoy. Um, But there's definitely some things that we try to do, whether that is, you know, going to the pumpkin patch, whether there are some beautiful places here in North Georgia um, and celebrate. We used to go, you know, when the kids were younger, driving, looking at Christmas lights, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. I love doing that kind of stuff as a kid.
0: Is, um, is there a, is there a, a side dish at Thanksgiving that if it's not served, it's not Thanksgiving? Well, for us, I would say it's the main dish. Uh,
1: there is a specific kind of Turkey that is made in my hometown, Tyler, Texas called a Greenbird, Greenberg smoked Turkey. I, it, I did
0: not know it that actually was on my, o- my people made, made this Turkey. Yeah, they did. Yes. Wow.
1: Um, it was actually on Oprah's favorite things, like, uh, you know, a while back, uh, back when she still had her show, but it made her list, you know, how she does like a favorite yeah. things list. Yeah.
0: I've never, I've never heard of Chandler Greenberg's smoked Turkey. It's amazing. No? Okay. I'm
1: telling you, they literally shipped them all over. Okay. Um, so that is the, the Turkey we have to have. I mean, cause it's just so amazing. And, um, so we, if we don't have that, like it's not Thanksgiving oh. number one.
0: Right. Uh, can we stop I gotta go on I gotta go, I, I gotta go online and find one of these things you
1: can get them for Christmas or Thanksgiving they'll do either and when my mom was alive um she would have one shipped every year we would be together for Thanksgiving so we'd eat there and then she would ship one to us for Christmas this is fascinating
0: yeah. because uh, you know my my mom's maiden name is Goldberg oh that's and, right and yeah the, and the Goldbergs are notoriously bad cooks <laughs> so so gr- growing up Thanksgiving was not as big a deal as it was now, because I, I knew that I had to go marry a Gentile girl. So yeah, exactly. To, to, to celebrate. Get, to, get some, to get some good food. Uh, so now it's all about stretchy pants. Yeah, um, that's right. But uh, yeah, Greenberg's smoked turkey.
1: I, I didn't did. realize, uh, I mean, my entire life, really until just now, it never even crossed my mind that Greenberg would be a Jewish name.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I knew, knew a lot of them growing up. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, Several at, at college. Huh. Yep. And so is it like the
1: Berg on the ink, like Goldberg, Greenberg? It, it, it is, is that-
0: and and who knows what the names became what when that was. when yeah. when people came over? My family came over from what is now Belarus mm. in the early 1900s, and there were Levin's and Goldbergs and Steins and combinations of all the names. Yeah, and and a lot of times um, the the Jewish part of the name was dropped, of course. Yeah, um, and then uh, people. Uh, emigrated to um, New York, Philadelphia, uh, and that area. And you know, we had family all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I never, that never crossed my mind. But yeah, it's Greenberg smoked turkeys. But no good turkey. No, <laughs> no, no good dressing, no good stuffing, whatever well, you call it.
1: The Greenberg family in Tyler, Texas learned it from somewhere. I don't know if they didn't <laughs> learn it from their family tradition or, I mean, it's been there I, my entire life. And so it is now. I mean, at least three or four generations in, um, their family. Mm. I mean, they have a huge, huge operation there, Uh, as you can imagine. I mean, they have warehouses and warehouses Mm -hmm. full where they smoke them and then send them. And, um, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yep. Yeah. I have to go. I'm going to go do some research now and and read up on the Greenberg family.
0: Well, I don't know if we'll get it for this Thanksgiving because we are going to Leanna's family uh, Mm. down at, they live they have a family farm. Granddaddy still lives on the farm. He's mm. 97 or 96 right now wow. and and sharp. Yeah. So it's 900 acres just below the Alabama border. Mm. So uh cotton fields, peanut uh they still grow peanuts there. And it's family reunion week. Oh. So wow. so we're going down for family reunion. There'll yeah. be about a 100 people at Thanksgiving. Day,
1: That's awesome. Which is a lot. Of That's heat. a lot of fam- yeah. thing a lot of family.
0: Yeah, my first time uh 11 years ago the, the man who is coming into the family first Uh has to wear a Turkey hat. So it was our first Thanksgiving together. I had to wear a Turkey hat the entire time.
1: Oh, like whoever's the new guy. Whoever's whoever's
0: the new guy. Yeah. 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 So I I wasn't
1: sure what you meant by coming into the family
0: first. Yeah. uh, I I wore it well. (laughs) All right. Let's continue. Uh, Let's continue. Was there Uh, any,
1: any weird dishes that
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> In South
1: Alabama, that you weren't used to being yeah. from Philly? So,
0: <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, uh, Thanksgiving is the traditional Thanksgiving. Uh, so, there's, there's turkey and there's all kinds of side dishes. Yeah. And the next day is the game supper. Mm. So, anything that was shot on the farm, and it's 900 acres, so there's, there's bear, there's gator, there's snakes, there's yeah. squirrel, there's uh, pheasant, whatever is shot on the farm that week is cooked up. And then we serve it on on friday night yeah so i've had i've had bear and squirrel um possum possum uh, oh yeah um never had the armadillo though sometimes they do get one of those um (laughs) of course they do of course uh
1: Uh, la they row high down there yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: um deer uh, uh, of course of course uh but yeah i love it yeah
1: was that weird to you that like you actually went out and hunted it that day and ate it that day? Not at all. It wasn't. No, I, okay. I,
0: I had been. I had heard about this for so many months yeah. that I was really looking forward You're to look, it. Yeah, it's
1: funny because people that are always weirded out by that because you know it didn't take long for the generation to completely change to where that was normative mm-hmm. and is still very normative in the world today. But we go buy our meat and stuff from the store. And we're like, oh, it's not packaged. It's not healthy. It's not for like, you know, all these things right. in your mind. So yeah. people aren't used to catching it, killing it,
0: and eating it. It is safer to do that there than go to the local IGA. Of course. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what's
1: amazing about it. Because uh, we do the same thing. I mean, normally, we, normally when I go deer hunting, we don't shoot the deer and eat it mm-hmm. that day. But we have deer from either last season or earlier that was already processed that we have back in the freezer. So, I would say my, besides the Greenberg smoked turkey, my second favorite, which may not sound very Thanksgiving or Christmassy to some people, but is chicken fried deer steak. Oh, that
0: sounds very good. Yes.
1: Yeah, so if you ever had chicken fried steak, yes. you know, which people understand what that is, same thing, just with backstrap from deer. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. Uh, it is literally probably my most favorite thing to eat. Oh. If I could eat anything. And then the best thing is, I mean, you eat it for the meal. And then later on, you come back and put it on a sandwich.
0: Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, There's not an earthquake happening, but there are some carts with tables and chairs rolling <laughs> past <laughs> the studio. And, and if it is an earthquake, it just brings me back to my days in L.A. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Many times on the air in L.A. during earthquakes. Really? Yes. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Because I'm not from there um uh, and everybody else you know in the studio was yeah uh, like no big deal I'm, no big deal i'm hiding under the desk i'm <laughs> i'm tucking and rolling <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right
1: I, I don't know if i've ever been through an earthquake i've been through plenty of tornadoes
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah earthquakes are, are as disconcerting as you would imagine because hmm. uh, some are jolts yeah when the plates shift a certain way yeah and some are these rolling earthquakes hmm. it's the rolling ones that go on for five seven seconds And you're not sure whether it's going to go on for five or seven minutes. Wow. And uh, so those are, those are a little scary. Of course. Yeah. Things should not move like that. (laughs) And they shouldn't. (laughs) No. So Thanksgiving
1: earthquakes. What else we got here? Here's the thought.
0: Okay. What would it be in the holidays Mm -hmm. and people are going over the river and through the woods. They're going to their families. You've been working on that line. I have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got it in. Finally. (laughs) It was the first Uh, podcast. I could get that in there. Um, Oh, you've been working multiple podcasts to try to get this in? (laughs) I thought
1: thought you just meant this. I was just thinking this one. No, no. You've been trying trying to get that in for multiple podcasts. Yes,
0: yeah. So there's going to be amazing Do you have a list of things that you're trying to get in (laughs) here? I I do. It's like like ESPN catchphrases. Okay. you got to get them in there.
1: I need to ask Leanna what those are (laughs) so I can be prepared.
0: Yeah. Uh, So there's going to be these amazing memories with friends, uh, amazing memories with families. But on the flip side of that, and I've experienced this, there are some sometimes tense moments with family, especially when you're with family that, that maybe there's somebody at the table that doesn't believe what you believe yeah, exactly. uh, or disagrees with you on, on a political thing or, yeah. or, a, or a social issue. I think, and I know you didn't plan on this, but I think the last two messages in John chapter 8 have really set up well for people to not only understand the gospel yeah but how to bring light into the darkness because it is a mission field thanksgiving christmas it's a mission field no doubt and if we don't do it right, we set our families back another year until they can see us acting in a way that honors Jesus yeah so so as as you were as you were preaching through this uh talking at, talking about Jesus being the light of the world and what it looks like to follow him mm-hmm. how can how can everybody listening including myself live this out in those family situations my recommendation
1: would be is don't let anyone eat unless they trust Jesus <laughs> so that is i think that's your biggest motivation right there like hey guys you want this turkey you better pray and accept Christ right
0: now. I had not thought about that technique in sharing the gospel, but <laughs> uh, you got your Roman road and you got your, you got your, your cat, your green bean casserole. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Guys, you see all this. Do mm-hmm. you want it? <clears throat> Trust Jesus.
0: But it's a, it's a reality. Uh, these family outings can be tense. They can. And, and it's a
1: great question. And, and, and one, honestly, that uh, I don't, I think I said question.
0: Uh, question: I couldn't say alliteration at the top of this. You couldn't. No, bells furry,
1: and um, that's. I'm just going to drop that line in. You Bell, know, throughout bell's, every part,
0: bells furry. That's that's how I say words with f e r with we e r r y. Yeah, um, yeah. Like there, there's a sauce that is served traditionally from a can. Mm-hmm. It's called cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you would say cranberry.
1: Cranberry, yes, because I'm not. Trying to put that can in the ground. I'm not trying to bury it.
0: <laughs> well, well, see, see, then, then that, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. If if, if B E R R Y is berry, mm-hmm. and bury, and B U R Y is bury,
1: mm-hmm. why? So how would you say bury? Like if you're going to bury someone, bury, bury. Yeah, you're probably right on that
0: one. And B B E R R Y is bury. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I would say the flip. <laughs> so it's you're the same. We say them both the same way. Yes. Just
0: differently. Mm-hmm. It's like.
1: Pecan or pecan, you know. Oh, I don't
0: know, but I'm going to have some of that.
1: That's right. I'm pecan,
0: you know. That's, yeah. that, I'm
1: team pecan.
0: Is it based on the tree or the pie? No. Is it a pecan tree and a pecan pie?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's a, that's a good question. We need to have a fact checker here on there on are the pecan,
0: There are pecan trees on granddaddy's farm.
1: I would call them pecan trees.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: all of it's pecan.
0: I'll find so, out. I'll find yeah. out. Granddaddy will be the answer.
1: Now ask him. Let's okay. find out. All right. I'm pro- being from LA. I'd probably say it's pecan. It's probably. I have. I have noticed. Like in Texas, growing up, almost no one said pecan. It was pecan. Okay. Um, when I moved to Georgia, way more people said pecan. So or pecan. That's actually how they would say it.
0: Do you even like the pie? Oh, I love pecan
1: pie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But it it is an interesting thing to me,
0: how people say Mm -hmm. words. Yeah, somebody got us all, all the pastors, pecan pies. Oh,
1: yeah, that was good. I don't remember who did that, but that was incredible. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're from Texas.
1: Yes, yes.
0: The pies were from Texas. Okay, let's get back to this, uh, because people are now, okay, I I am going to my family's house, and there will be Uncle Bob and my sister, and they don't believe in Jesus, and it's always tense. Yeah. No,
1: again, I think it's a great question. And one that I wish we would think about more. Um, I remember growing up, uh, because we had huge Thanksgiving meals as well. Uh, My great-grandmother on my mom's side, she had four daughters. And then all of them had multiple kids. And so there would be like 100 people Mm -hmm. um, for Thanksgiving. My great-grandmother would cook most of it. Uh, And then the daughters and granddaughters, other people would. I'll never forget one time my aunt, my great-aunt. Who I love, she just went to be with Jesus not too long ago. Um, one of the sweetest ladies. She emailed me um, one year, wrote me a letter this was a while back. I can't remember, but um, and she had this plan for Thanksgiving because I was a you know I was already on staff at a mm-hmm. church at that time, and she wanted to kind of what I was just saying uh, before we ate, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it was customary we would pray before the meal and eating people that didn't know Jesus. She had a great heart, but she wanted me to like preach a sermon before we ate. And she said, I had this great idea. We'll get everybody there, but I kind of lined up and, and instead of praying, you just kind of preach for a little bit. And then during your prayer, I give my chance to trust Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was like, no, uh, I told him, I told her, um, I said, I I love your heart, you know, for this Mm -hmm. number one, no one wants to listen to a sermon. the cowboys are on yeah they're about to be on we need to eat you know uh which is why i thought of you know holding back the food till they trusted jesus (laughs) so i we talked through that and we decided not to do it but the one of the ways and again i'm not saying this is right but the ways i have found to be helpful is uh, and there's a whole technique about this about how to share your faith called three story evangelism Mm -hmm. um which i may or may not have mentioned in sermons before but I have found that people, um, are way more willing to talk to you than they are to first listen to you. Mm. Um, and so I think a lot of times we go in with the, the motive that we've got to do all this talking, Mm -hmm. um, to where the idea of three story evangelism is you first start with their story. Um, so the idea of it, you start with their story. You talk about your story and then God's story. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you don't go in there saying you're going to die in the darkness. No, you don't. Okay.
1: No, no. If you choke on this chicken bone or this, you know, <laughs> this turkey leg <laughs>
0: right now, where are you going? You know,
1: you don't start there. Um, especially if it's family, right. you know, and you haven't seen them in a mm-hmm. while. It's a great time to ask them a question and genuinely listen. Hey, how are you doing? Mm. You know, what's been going on in your life? You know have been some of your struggles this last year? Um, if we start there, um, I, again, I have found that people are very, very receptive to talking to you, especially if they know you, mm-hmm. they have a relational history sure. with you. Then depending upon how that goes, you know what they say, or, you know, if they're, if they're not real talkative and they don't want to talk much, then, you know, just kind of let it be. Um, but if they do start talking, um, then you in in the end and and christians are notorious about this instead of going into right why they shouldn't feel that way or this think this way or correcting them Mm -hmm. you know um after they have shared and actually you have taught me a lot about this just watching you do this with people um is asking right then hey you mind if i pray for you Mm -hmm. um because even if they don't know Jesus they're probably a lot of times they're receptive to that mm-hmm. or they may say you know and just pray with them right then right. um and if they're willing to if not then you can say hey I will pray for you mm-hmm. um and then you can transition the conversation about maybe some of your own struggles and things that have happened in your life and how you felt in those things and then again if they're still engaging with you then you can um get to the third part of it and say you know i and i wouldn't have made this made it through without without jesus mm-hmm. without god working in my life
0: yeah no that's that's awesome um i, I know a lot of times i fail when i take the bait mm-hmm. um and i don't go in there with great intentions man i'm just gonna i'm gonna go see my family and i'm just gonna be light and it's gonna be great and they're gonna say man that that's got to be Jesus in them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they'll say one sentence and I'll take the bait and yeah. so that would be my encouragement. Hey, do whatever you can not to take the bait. Yeah. And, and not respond uh whether it's about politics or covid or vaccines or ever anything. Yeah. Anything.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, genuinely try to care for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, part of the reason that ma- the holidays is is uh is fun and interesting and somewhat challenging at times is because we are getting um, to be with people that we may not be with all the time. Mm -hmm. And so therefore the need to talk is there because people, you know, the social awkwardness and what's funny is we begin to associate people for certain family members in our families by how crazy they are, how how they talk and all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. And as you were talking, I thought, well, what if we became known as the family members who listened, mm. you know, wow. we weren't the family member that showed up and talked all the time, but we were the, the family member that showed up and listened, um, and genuinely sat with people, asked them how they're doing, um, and how we can pray for them. And, and I think that is probably the best strategy in general about how to do that. Um, the, the problem with most of us now, um, is we separate evangelism really from our life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I have to do evangelism. Well, and I'm not saying we don't. I don't hear what I'm not saying. But what I'm saying is, but if, a, if that is just part of my life, then I just live my life. Mm-hmm. If I'm just a caring person that takes time to be with people, then I'll get plenty of opportunities. Uh, the biggest issue is we try to boil it down mm-hmm. and make it into a transaction with
0: people yeah or yeah a project
1: a project yeah, or whatever and th- and that's why i bring up the story with my aunt that was kind of how and, and she was she had just come back to the lord and you know mm-hmm. he was really moving in her life so she was super excited and and again i i don't that that's not misplaced optimism sure. right. i mean it was fantastic i mean i love that she was thinking that way the problem was those we were the idea was turning it into a like a transaction right you know not well, I think it'd just be better if we walked around and asked our family members how how, we, how they're doing and how we can pray for them, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Listening to the, the last message uh, before this podcast, when when our family members, when our friends who don't know Jesus see us, it's important that they see us reflecting what you said at the end of the message, that we we get that Jesus saved us from something mm-hmm. and that the Holy Spirit, by his Spirit, uh, gives us power over something and then eventually when he returns takes us away from the presence of it yeah so if you could talk through that um and and just and and what i'm thinking about there is if my family doesn't see joy
1: yeah yeah
0: from that mm-hmm. how i'm i'm saved from the penalty of sin how, yeah exactly hallelujah yeah hey, if they don't see a smile on my face, why would they want some of that? Of course.
1: And, yeah, the the point that I made, which I, I didn't create, but it was in our sermon this past weekend, week 33, I believe, is that it was expanding our understanding of what salvation is, mm-hmm. that there's a past tense, a present tense, and a future tense to salvation. And the concept is he saved us, past tense, from the penalty of sin. Mm-hmm. He is saving us from the power of sin right now, and he will save us from the presence of sin. And so kind of thinking about that in context of family, I think, again, so often we go into people, into conversations with people, and we are immediately talking about, well, Jesus can save you from the penalty of your sins. Mm -hmm. Um, When they may or may not believe in sins or Mm -hmm. may not even believe that there's a penalty for our sins. And I think that's where our evangelistic ways have to morph a little bit with culture is I'm willing to start anywhere as long as I get to the same destination of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, but the starting place is different now. Sure. The starting place, we're not dealing with, with a generation, really several generations of people that have a, a basic kind of fundamental biblical worldview that there is a God, there is an eternal punishment. There is, you know, life after death. So in my opinion, like starting with, with the f- aspect of he saved me from the penalty of sin, I would rather start in the current one, save me from the power of sin. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to the, the conversational ideas, if I'm asking my family member a question and they're talking about their struggles mm-hmm. and something they're struggling with, and that's when I can say, you know, I've really struggled with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of Jesus, I've, I've, been, I've experienced freedom from that. Mm-hmm. And whether it's anxiety or which, I mean, Anxiety's through the roof, right. you know,
0: and, and the holidays just exacerbated. It,
1: oh, of course. They make it all worse. And so again, going back from the kind of a theological position of thinking about salvation, instead of trying to talk to my family member about how he can save them from the penalty when they don't even believe mm-hmm. that. And they may not even think about the presence of it in the future. They have a con we can talk now, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about how he can really set you free from the power of the things that you're struggling with now. Um, and then that's where the kind of launching off point can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a much better tactic than trying to go, you know, well, Jesus died for your sins on the cross, you know, uh, again, not that we don't get there, we mm-hmm. need to get there. Sure. Um, but we don't start there mm-hmm. is the point.
0: A- another opportunity with family this year, especially, uh, there has been a lot of grief mm-hmm. uh, over the past, yeah. uh, 21 months. Yeah. And these are going to be first thanksgivings. Yeah, first Christmases mm-hmm. um, and, and and that opportunity to simply be a ministry of presence for, yeah. your, for your family.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's another example. you know, um as Christians, a lot of times, and I, I didn't understand this until my mom died, and even now, I still don't fully uh, but how to grieve well, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't like painful emotions. you know, I try to move on pretty quickly. Um and so on one hand, it's like truly grieving. So it yeah. So what I'm saying is if there is someone who's in your family that's grieving, then grieve with them. Yes. You know, grieve with them, uh, talk about those things, cry with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was, you know, a family member y'all share together, yep. you know, um, there's nothing better in grieving than having those conversations about the person mm-hmm. and talking about that and how you feel. So that's one thing I would say is, is yes, grieve with them. And then at some point, if they're not a believer, you can turn the conversation to like what Paul says, we grieve, but not those without hope. Then we can talk about, man, thank goodness. um, Especially if this family member that died knew Jesus, thank goodness we have hope Mm -hmm. that we know where they're at. Um, They're with Jesus. And if they didn't, that can still be a conversation set, man, you know, I don't want to die like that, mm-hmm. where I don't have hope. Um, thank goodness I do. So again, I, I, we have to. I think we start with them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: wherever they're at emotionally, whether it's grieving, struggling, something. Genuinely care for them. Yes, and this may be over hours with them throughout mm-hmm. the day. Then, if if the Holy Spirit brings an opportunity to transition the conversation to how God's worked in your life, and then ultimately to God Himself.
0: Mm. Excellent, excellent. Uh, You're listening to the Grow People podcast. Uh, You may be watching the Grow People podcast, and you see that there's cake uh, on the table. Uh, You may be wondering, what what is that cake? How good is that cake?
1: I meant to mention this in the holiday. This is my favorite thing about the holiday traditions is the food, which is why we have this
0: here. And what kind of cake is that? Um,
1: It's some kind of, uh, well, you should have let me finish before I started talking eating. I just stuck this in my mouth
0: you you continue you continue chewing the cake <laughs> uh, the comments and it's a views, really good kind <laughs> the comments and views expressed in this program are representative of the mission and the vision of revolution church for a transcript of today's podcast, just write down everything we say yeah. the opportunities are there uh, when you do go over the river and through the woods, whether it's for Thanksgiving or to grandmother's house, to grandmother's house. uh maybe you celebrate hanukkah uh you know we we don't, we, don't do, we don't light the candles. If we do light the candles, we, we do exactly what we did when I was growing up. You light it for the first two nights, and you're like, eh, okay, there's six more <laughs> <four> nights. <laughs> um, but, but obviously, Christmas, and you know, when we do premarital counseling, that's one of the questions we ask. Have you guys talked about where you're going to spend the holidays? Exactly. Because families, that, yeah. you want a conflict? You, you just work through that. That's right. That is going to be the first one. So I always say, hey, pray about where does God want you? Yeah. How are you going to, uh, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And how are you going to do it? That's going to show honor.
1: Absolutely. And, 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 you, and how can your, you help your families understand that, Hey, things are different now. You know, we may not do what we did before or we may do every other year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so communication is huge. Expectations, expectations, all of it. Yeah.
0: Four aspects to expectations.
1: That's right. Four parts to a valid expectation.
0: Conscious, conscious. You have to know what the expectation is. Yep. Realistic, realistic. Spoken, spoken, and then the grand slam. Agreed upon, agreed upon. Yep. Okay, uh, it's time for ask Pastor Jason. Uh, if you have a question for Pastor Jason that you would like him to answer on this podcast, uh, please uh, go to our Instagram page, yep. uh, which is Revolution Church GA. Yep. Uh, so on on the gram, uh, you can ask this. Candace writes in, uh, I had a question from verse 39 in John chapter 7. So mm-hmm. a few messages ago, it says, Now this, he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay, so that was... First, that's the verse. That's verse thirty-nine from John chapter seven. Her question is: Why is Jesus being glorified tied to the Spirit being received, and why is this step of Jesus being glorified needed in order for His Spirit to be inhabited?
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, was that all the question? Uh, well, she goes, and e- e-
0: even more so, why wasn't the Spirit given while Jesus was alive? Why did it take Jesus's ascension? for the spirit to live among us. Candace, that's four questions. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> four you, aspects four the question. There you go. <laughs> so you can't ask any more questions. I'm yeah. <laughs> kidding.
1: We love Candace. Um, yeah, it is a great question and it is one that, uh, there's a lot of theological ramifications to, um, and I'll do my best to try to answer it in a, in a concise way, but it's helpful. So, it's important to understand the process of salvation history Mm -hmm. that what we're reading in the Bible um, is chronological in the sense of another way to say it um, is it's called progressive revelation. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean progressive in a political sense. I mean, it's actually progressing. It's moving forward, you know? And so the spirit Uh, Being given was tied to Jesus's um, glorification, Mm -hmm. his death, burial, and resurrection, because that was the order of events that had to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, again, going back to the idea of salvation, um, that he has saved us from the penalty of sin. He is saving us from the power of sin. Well, I can't get the power over sin comes from the spirit. Well, I can't get power over until the penalty is paid Mm -hmm. for. So the, it's, very, and it's a very interesting thought a process and really biblical study to look at the role of the, the Spirit throughout the Revelation, throughout the Bible, uh, throughout sal- salvation history. Because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit showed up uh, uh, and um, would fall on people or would empower people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best way to think about it is when Jesus actually talks in John 14, which we'll get to, Lord knows when. Verse 16 and 17, <laughs> Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says um, that, he's talking about he's going to go away, and he's going to mm-hmm. send a helper, and he says the Holy Spirit um, is with you, and then he says, and he will be in you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, those two, again, I love prepositions. Those, so he says he is with you, but he will be in you. Well, with is, an, uh, it's called a preposition of association. So if someone's with me, mm-hmm. they are associated with me. Right. Um, so if, where I go, they're going, they're, but it's, it's on the outside. Mm-hmm. you know. But then Jesus says, but he will be in you. So his point there is the spirit will be, he's with you now, but he will be in you. And so it goes from being with to within. Mm -hmm. Well, within is more personal and intimate than with, right? It's one thing for somebody to be with me. It's another thing for someone to be in my head, you know what I mean? To know my thoughts, to be in, inside. Um, And so there's a, again, there's a progression that takes place where you see the, even at times through the disciples, it says that Jesus breathed the spirit on them. So Jesus was having to kind of constantly do that, like give them the spirit, and he was with them for a while, and then he's not, and then he's. So you see that multiple times. Mm -hmm. But at Pentecost, because Jesus tells them, you're going to be my witnesses, then the spirit moves from with to within. So associated to, and then in in is a preposition of location. Mm -hmm. So he goes from the outside to the inside. Well, that couldn't happen until the penalty of sin had been paid for. Mm -hmm. Um, because the spirit couldn't take up residence in a, in a sinful house, right. you know, sure. in a wicked heart. Mm-hmm. And so when we trust Jesus, we actually get again, metaphorically, spiritually, a new heart. Um, the Bible talks about the spirit is like wind or a breath. Mm-hmm. And so our spirit was dead and it was made alive. Um, and once it's made alive, by the, then he comes in. And now he's within. And so to answer her question, again in kind of salvation history, the spirit was there and was working pre Jesus death, burial, and resurrection, but he wasn't within. He was with, but he wasn't within. Right. So he moves
0: inside. That makes sense.
1: Um and that just couldn't happen until the penalty of sin had been paid for. So to the different aspects of her question that's why Jesus being glorified was tied to the spirit being received Mm -hmm. until the spirit couldn't come down until Jesus went up. Yeah. You know, and and then he tells his disciples in John 14, six forever, he'll be in you forever, Mm -hmm. which that's the, it wasn't temporary anymore. Right. Um, before it was just with for temporary purposes. Now it's within forever. Um, and that was tied to Jesus's sanctifying work. So, the point is simply this: the Spirit can't accomplish anything uh, on His own. Jesus accomplished it; the Spirit applies it. Hmm. Um, so, that's, if you think
0: that's, that's good, Jesus accomplishes it. He accomplished it, it.
1: The Spirit applies it. Um, and so, the authority—give you another—a comes from the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus accomplished it; He did it, and now the Spirit applies it. So the spirit couldn't apply something that hadn't been accomplished,
0: mm.
1: you know, that hadn't been done. That's why Jesus on the cross said it is finished. You know, he couldn't take up resident until we've been redeemed. Right. You know, until we've been paid for. And now that we have been, the penalty has been paid for. He can come and take up resident and he is within us and now empowers us, not from the outside, but from the inside. Mm. Um, and that's why it's so important. And again, I love her question. The spirit couldn't inhabit an unholy place, right? An unholy heart um, until that had been dealt with.
0: Excellent, excellent, Candace, Thank you for your question. Again, if you have a question for Pastor Jason, you can just post that up on the Revolution Church Instagram page, Revolution Church GA. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast before the holidays, uh, we've got eight. Christmas gatherings um, and there are three in Jasper on December 24th mm-hmm. and there are five here in okay. Canton on December 23rd and December 24th. No gathering in person on the 26th. Nope. And no gathering in person on January 2nd. Nope. If you're listening to this podcast after the holidays, we're just getting ready for next year, 2022 holidays. So, yeah. you, can, so you can apply all of this wisdom That's right. to, to that. Yeah. Uh, where are you going to get this stuff uh, about Thanksgiving meals and hunting and all of this great theology? Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Other than the Grow People podcast. That's so, right. Pastor Jason, thank you for your time. Uh, our producer, as always, is Chandler Elder. And we didn't talk about the Braves once in this podcast. So, are uh, will you forgive us? We just did. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Thank He's got
1: his championship hat on.
0: All right. So Thanksgiving is uh, eat turkey and take a nap. But we end this podcast always the same way.
1: Trust Jesus. Take a nap.
0: Amen.